Imagine that you're about to board a plane to take a trip. Not a long one, about 50 minutes, give or take a few. Long enough for you to order a coffee or an adult beverage. Your captain is a grade school four square champion and an all-star at UNO. Hailing from Salina, Kansas and residing in Southeast Texas, he will give you his thoughts on music, family, and adventures in life. So sit back and get comfortable. The seatbelt sign is always off. Welcome aboard Flight 785. Flight 785 in the house once again for another week. Welcome aboard, guys. My name is Ken Yan, a.k.a. Dutch Chocolate, and I'm here with my lovely lady friend, Carrie. How's it going? How are we doing? It's going well. Outstanding, guys. I am here at Cedar Crest South here in Southeast Texas. It is a rainy day here in Southeast Texas. Current time, 6.11 p.m. on the 29th of January, 20. 23 the time is flying the year is flying by carrie this what month say has you? gone by crazy fast it has gone by crazy fast you know as they say the the saying goes the days are long but the years are, sh- are short that's what they say it just seems that time is flying but guys welcome aboard this is the show where i grab a couple news stories and we chop it up to see what is happening in the world today. It is a good time, and as I always say, I have what you call diplomatic immunity, so don't get upset at me. I may say some things that may ruffle some feathers. Carrie, am I the type of person that ruffles the feathers? Just in your own personal opinion, do you think that I ruffle feathers? I think you try to, but deep down, you are very compassionate. And, I'm, and a very uh, fair person. Really, that's Just what you some, think. Some things you you're firm on, but anyway. What more time? <laughs> what more time? On the show, you're some, not diplomatic. Some things you heard are, but in person, some in things, real life, some things I am. You're a good. Person. Some things I am firm. Otherwise, on. I wouldn't be married to you. Some things I am firm on, very firm. <laughs> oh my, George Takai, what are you doing here? We're less than two minutes into the show, guys, and George Takai has showed up. I don't understand. It. I don't know why you twist my words. I, I, I you really do not have I, diplomatic I, immunity to twist my words. I really don't know what George. You really Takai, don't. That's I don't know, right. You I don't really know why don't. George Takai is here, but I digress, guys. It's going to be a great week. I'm feeling it. It is going to be a great week. What say you, Carrie? It's going to be an awesome week. It's going to be an awesome week, guys. I can't believe it. But anyway, we are going to start off with the flight plan, as we always do, of what we are going to talk about. So the first thing we're going to talk about is an incident in Wichita, Kansas. Carrie's birthplace, right? Wichita, Kansas, the 316, a small incident that happened not too long ago in Wichita. We'll also talk about a wedding that is being postponed, maybe, because a bride-to-be may have an issue. And then we get into a gentleman on the other side of the pond in England, and he is, well, I'll just wait, and you guys will figure that one out. But And then we get into Learn Something, right, Carrie? What do yes. we have with Learn Something? We are going to make this a relationship podcast. Okay. Let's hold on a second. This is not a relationship podcast, folks. This is not a relationship podcast. Although I do know a he lot of He says that. Although but yeah, I, his yes. his Abby is not right or whatever his segment is. 
or Judy Judy tells all or neighbor neighbors decide the best is usually about relationships. Here's the deal. So this week's learn something. Yes. Is going to be what is the most important part of a good relationship? The most the what is the most important part of, of a, a good, good relationship. Relationship. So you I need see. to contemplate that while you're working on your stories. I need. To, I have a few questions. You're telling for you. you're telling me that I need to complete uh, contemplate, contemplate yes, that. What makes a good relationship? Is that what you're telling me? What is the most important part of a good relationship? Ain't nobody got time for that. Oh, okay. you better find time <laughs> for then, that. And then we get into <laughs> Abby is not right. My favorite portion of the show where we read an issue from one of the advice columns and we decide if Abby is or is not right. So that is what we have. It will be a good time. Settle in, guys. Settle in here on Flight 785. So, Carrie, are you ready? I'm very ready. Are you ready to talk about what we're about to talk about next? Yes. Okay. We are going to move to Wichita, Kansas. Wichita, Kansas, the 316. So, the police in Wichita had to respond to a dispute, Carrie. Okay. And what it was, was the Wichita police were called in to resolve a dispute involving the exchange of 11 monkeys on Monday. (laughs) Yes. The Wichita Police Department said a person from, wait for it, Missouri. That's right. We're back on Missouri. You know, I don't understand it. I, I really don't understand Missouri. So it was not a Wichita resident. It was a. It It happened in Wichita. It happened in Wichita, but it was a person from Missouri, of course. And they agreed to meet a person from. Wait for it, Oklahoma. Nice. Yes. And so I digress. So the person in from Missouri. So Wichita was the meet between. It it was the meeting spot. Yes, Yes, it was the meeting spot. And what it was was there was supposed to be an exchange of monkeys between people from Missouri and people from Oklahoma. Uh huh. Unfortunately, there was a verbal disturbance between the two people about how many monkeys were supposed to be handed over. (laughs) Officers dealt with the disturbance, and they said the monkeys were small enough to fit in the palm of your hand and well taken care of. Police said the transaction is legal and was determined to be a civil matter. Uh Now, this is what I don't understand, okay? Okay. Why have we gotten to this point? Yes. It, it was the amount of monkeys that was in dispute or the size? I believe it was the quantity of monkeys. The quantity, the okay. quantity. I do not understand Missouri, okay? I They never cease to amaze me. How did they Missouri. breed monkeys? You know what? With these people, <laughs> with these people from Missouri are not taking their cousins to prom. They're over here driving across state lines to dispute with people with from Oklahoma about monkeys. I, I don't I understand think you're it, Missouri. Making suggestive assumptions. Diplomatic of- community. Okay, I said what I said. When okay. they're not going what I'm to really prom, thinking, yes, yes. what I'm really thinking yes. is, how can we get a pet monkey? What? <laughs> No, no. Let, let's not. move from a dog to a monkey. Let me let's, let's get a pet monkey. You know what? We're moving on. We are moving on. I, th- I think it'd be we're, easier to communicate with. 
you know. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. Moving on. You need to make time in your busy, retired schedule. You, know you need to make time. That's an underhanded co- comment. You know, when you say, I have a busy, retired <laughs> schedule, that's an underhanded no, comment. No, that's a and clearly I'm, stated comment. And, and I'm offended, okay? I'm offended, okay? I serve a valuable purpose. I have purpose. diplomatic community. Listen, I can offend if I want. Listen, I serve a valuable purpose here, okay? At my home here in Cedar Crest. South, you okay? Do. You do. I like to do neighborhood watch sometimes, okay? I like, you know, when Christmas season is over on December 26th, anybody that has their decorations up, I write down their address, and then I contact the HOA and let them know that you have someone that's but in if violation. You had a, if you had a monkey... Uh-huh. I think that would help your your security efforts. How, how would that help me, Gary? Please. Well, he could please, be please, on your shoulder. Please be calculating, very calculating. Yo, you son of a gun! You listen. You know your effort. Okay, okay. <laughs> Little John, get out of the studio. I don't need you right now. This is ridiculous. Okay, this is downright. You know what? We're gonna move on. We are going you to, you know, move like on. a monkey on uh, your no, back. Please, please stop. <laughs> I already have one of those, but I digress. I think you need a small yeah, one. Okay. We need, you know what? This is ridiculous. Actually, we need okay, to. Okay, okay. We okay. need that good monkey on your right ear and the bad monkey on the left. Okay, you know what? Moving on. So we have an issue. We have an issue. We uh, we're going to talk about weddings here, Carrie. Uh, weddings. I love a wedding this time of year. Do you? But a woman says that she has an issue. Yes. And this is coming from the Daily Mirror, our friends across the pond in England. Hello, governor. Mm-hmm. So this is what the story states. We all want our weddings to be as perfect as possible, but for most of us, that just means tying the knot with the person you love without any major disasters or family drama getting in the way. But one bride has said that her perfect wedding will be ruined unless she and her fiancé wait until he's had his braces taken off, because otherwise he will ruin the photos. Oh, hell no! The woman explained her 25-year-old partner recently got braces after his dentist told him they wouldn't be able to replace a recently extracted tooth until his crooked ones were corrected. And although the bride claims she's happy, you know, for her husband and that or her husband-to-be is finally fixing his teeth, she also decided she wants to postpone the wedding because she can't imagine the idea of marrying someone with braces. On a post in Reddit, she said, My fiancé has braces. He refused to get them when he was a child because he feared people would make fun of him. But he finally accepted to get them after the dentist told him clearly that it wouldn't be recommended to replace his extracted teeth until he fixes his crooked ones. The issue is that our wedding was supposed to be coming up soon, but now I plan to postpone it till my fiancé gets rid of his braces. I have nothing against him wearing braces. I have encouraged him to get them finally fixed and fix his bad teeth. But did you ever hear of a groom wearing braces in his wedding photos? I do not think so. So what say you, Carrie? What say you regarding this? This woman is wanting to postpone. She's more worried about his braces look than just being married to him. So don't you think that, so do you think that that's right? I guess that's my question. He can just smile without showing his teeth. Smile without showing his teeth. A lot of people do it. I mean, so what what was she? uh, I mean, she was gonna complain if his teeth were crooked anyway in the photos, right? Okay. So no matter what, she was gonna complain. 
So you're saying that. So she, she probably doesn't really love him. She, You know what? I think we're taking this a little too far. She probably doesn't love him. Yeah. This is what I think. She should marry him crooked teeth or braces teeth or. Right. Yeah. Crooked teeth or braces or. It doesn't matter. If he has earrings or a nose ring or anything like that. Yeah, because be, she doesn't like what he is currently. Right. Then they shouldn't get married. You know what I think this gentleman should do? Oh, you do think it, they should break up too? I think this gentleman needs to get rid of this woman, okay? She's already causing him problems before the wedding even starts. Right. She's already nitpicking, okay, and finding fault with this gentleman. He may have dodged a bullet if he just gets rid of this lady right now, cancels the whole wedding, shuts it down, and goes to look for greener pastures. What do you think? Well, by the time his teeth are fixed, she may not even want him anymore. Right, right. You know what? You know, this is not the because direction you know, I thought. Because you know, braces could go from one year to three years. So. This is not the direction I thought you were going to go, Gary. I, this is <laughs> uh, truth be told. I'm going to be honest. You've kind of me thrown thrown me for a loop. I because I expect, agree with you. I did not expect it to go I this way. Diplomatically agree with you. So you're saying that she doesn't love him. She doesn't love him. That's what you're telling not me. Not how he is. Okay. Not as is. Right. So if the gentleman goes up to you and he says. There's photoshopping. She could figure something out. <laughs> no, but if the gentleman went up to you and said, you know, he was a coworker, right? right? And he said, you know what, Carrie, I have a problem. This is the dilemma I have. My fiance wants to postpone the wedding until I get rid of my braces because she doesn't like the braces. You would say because she probably doesn't love you. <laughs> Is that what you would say, Carrie? Please no. be pacific. No. What would you say? I, I would I would say then she might not really like you if she's that vain and worried about how your teeth look in the photos. Okay, I understand. I yes. understand now. All right. Well, fantastic. We're going to move on. Just like that, we are going to move on. Now, here we go. We have a man in England, and he is a naturist. Do you know what a naturist is, Carrie? One with nature. Well, he is one with nature, but a man who has been a naturist for more than 45 years has defended why he likes to take his clothes off out outdoors after he was accused of being part of a cult of raving sex freaks. <laughs> Tony Graham, he's 65 years old. He argues that naturists are just normal people who like to take their clothes off and says Be it one with nature and says it reduces his stress and improves his mental health. The dad of freedom. One. Yes. Well, the dad. Listen, <laughs> let, me, let me tell you something. You're throwing me off here. OK, I'm trying to get through the story and you're ad libbing in the story. OK, please let me get through the story, please. Before you start interrupting, you're an interrupter and I don't like it. I don't like it one bit, but let I me continue. Understand, OK, honey. so the dad <laughs> of one turned to naturism. The, please, you can go ahead and ad lib if you wish. The dad of one turned to naturism. Where a pe or so, a person, so he's a father of one. Okay, you know it's ridiculous. Yes, <laughs> yes, he is a dad of one or a father of one. Who okay. says a dad <laughs> of oh, one? Hell no. Who says a dad of one? The English, okay. The okay. English. Well, I'm story, just interpreting for the story the came from the, the story came from the Daily Bear. Okay, they're Great Britain. They write different. Okay. Yeah, it sounds like we're reading a novel. Okay. The dad of one yes, dad in of one. 1890 yes. something. Okay, so <laughs> he felt 
that being naked was a better way for him to uh, connect with nature. Yeah. Okay. After he went skinny dipping when he was 18. Of course. Okay. So he takes every opportunity to strip off when the weather is warm enough, but thinks naturism has a bad reputation with being misunderstood. I can see that. Okay. And he is married to a fellow naturist and they chair a nature society in a bid to educate people on what it really means to be what they call a nudie. Oh my. Okay. George Takai. Okay. You know what? It's 2023. I'm tired of George Takai constantly interrupting me when I'm trying to read a story. This is ridiculous. Sounds like a personal problem. Well, some people think that we're a cult of raving sex freaks or some kind of secret society, but we're nothing like that. Or some people think we're perverts or lunatic flashers, but we're just normal people who happen to like sunbathing and swimming naked. We're naturally peaceful and promote body positivity, and no matter what you look like, you'll be accepted. Tony discovered that he enjoyed naturism while out swimming with a group of friends as a teenager and discovered he could go faster without his Speedos on. Oh, my. Oh, hell no. This is ridiculous. You mean to tell me you don't want to swim naked? Oh, hell no. After that, he recalled getting out of the water and lying in the sand tanning, which he particularly enjoyed. He said, there was no sexual thrill. I just felt it was a great place to be and better to be naked. Tony realized he was a naturist, meaning he enjoys the connection he feels to the elements when he has his clothes off. But he said, unlike what some people think, he isn't naked all the time. Wow. Only when it's warm and sunny. <laughs> so rainy days, he curls up in his clothes. Okay, okay. It's not just the sun, it's the warmth. A lot of naturists look forward to warm, sunny weather to go somewhere and strip off. Okay, I've seen enough. I've heard enough. I've heard enough, okay? He is the chairman of the Naturist Action Group, okay? When the can naturist... we join? When can who join? You and I. Oh, hey! Oh, no. You don't oh, want to swim naked? Absolutely <laughs> not. Why, why, why did you pause? Like, your uh, mouth is wide uh, open. Uh, you know what? <laughs> this is ridiculous. I think so, I've thrown you off on uh, all, all three articles. Well, truth be told, I didn't take my geek bill boba this morning, so <laughs> I am not as sharp as I usually am here on Flight 785. I don't understand it. Carrie, what do you think about this nudist or naturist I, I think what is swimming your take in on? the nude sounds wonderful you're on board flight 785 we can get back to the adam and eve times okay you know what we're moving on we need to move on carrie let's move on to learn something because this podcast is a family <laughs> you podcast have, you've a family not show. learned enough it's a family please please <laughs> let's get to learn something carrie. okay what do you have for us this so, is ridiculous what is the most important part of of a good relationship? Have you thought about it? What what, is... what do you think is the most important part of a relationship? The most important part. Yes. The very most Choose important. wisely. Well, I would like to say honesty, but okay. Sometimes your your honesty, I don't really appreciate. <laughs> You know, truth be told. So, truth be told, I don't like truly your honesty. Honest. Well, because one time you were talking to someone about me, 
And you said that Kenyon is blind as a bat, and that really hurt. Okay? <laughs> I never said yes, that. Yes, you did. You said he, I only said that to you. You said he is blind as a bat. <laughs> That's not okay. True. And That's I, not I really, true. It hurt my feelings. I know you can see. It hurt my feelings <laughs> I'm so when you sorry. said that I was blind as a bat. Well, thank and you. you. Did, and you didn't apologize. So that type of honesty. Thank you for being truthful yeah, and honest. That type of honesty you should keep to yourself. <laughs> okay. But I would say honesty could be okay. Honesty. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, most people say communication. Communication. Yes. But communication is not the most important. It's not. No. More importantly, it is how we talk to each other that matters. It's worth investing time and learning communication skills. Is that right? Yes. But some people argue that trust is the most important more than communication. Okay. I Trust understand. is almost like honesty, I think. So you're you're almost on it. All right. All right. So trust involves three things. What are Com- those three things? Confidence that our needs will be met. Number two is investing part of ourselves and or our resources in another person. And number three is the risk that someone might disagree or disregard our needs or misuse our investment. I see. I see. Okay. Most people focus mainly on the last point about broken trust. We can simplify trust to two questions. Do I trust my partner to stay faithful? Um, do I trust my partner and right. trust them to stay faithful? Yes. However, this is not only a question couples should be asking themselves about trust. Couples should also be asking more questions about trust like are you going to look out for me and are we in this together i see i see we should ask ourselves will our lover or partner meet our needs when we are sad hungry or lonely like the basic needs the basic needs yes, yes. first and foremost this is known as the building attachment which serves as the foundation of trust for the rest of their lives right the building attachment yes so do, does your partner meet, are they there for you when you're sad? Are they there for you when you're hungry? Are they there for you when you're lonely? So the next part is moving on to more romantic sides of couples building trust. You enter the phase of allowing our partners to really see us and know us, trusting them with our bodies and our feelings, trusting that our partner will not hurt us. Good relationships, there is a deeper knowledge that your partner will make choices and actions with your mutual best interests in mind. The second part is, are we in this together? When is a relationship, there are for, when there is a first in the relationship, there is people interested in each other, are compa- if they're compatible, if they like each other the same amount, they question that. Or... Honest, are they honest, as you mentioned, about intentions and feelings and come into play? Partners also observe how their partners interacts with other people in their lives. Are they considered trustworthy to their friends or family? The next step would be putting it into action. The trust involves investment, time, money, and a little part of ourselves. These actions help, one, feel secure and trusting that our partner plans to stay around. Good relationships have solid trust that withstands disagreement, challenges, and difficult times. 
I see. So you were almost on it. Almost on it. I see. I see. Fantastic. So. So what did you get out of that? What did I get about all of that yes. regarding basically the important part of a relationship? Uh, yes. Yes. What, what did you gather from that? You take the good, you take the bad, you take <laughs> them both, and there you have the facts of life. The facts of life. So trust in the There's facts of life. You, go to go, you know what? Forget it. You know what? <laughs> another one. And another Thank one. you, Khaled. And another one. Uh, Khaled. Another Thank one. you, Khaled. I'm constantly. So when are we getting the monkey? Let Do you trust you. me enough to get a monkey? Hell no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Damn. <laughs> Absolutely not. Fantastic. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you for that. Learn something. I really enjoyed it. You're on board flight 785. Time to get to the final segment of the show the final segment of the show and that is abby is not right the portion of the show where i grab one of the advice columns and we chop it up to see if abby is or is not right so carrie are you ready i'm ready you know abby has been wrong these last couple of times so we're gonna find out about this time okay. so here we go dearest abigail this woman keeps texting my husband oh my oh this is not good sounds like there's no trust her husband died last year and she has been staying in contact with my husband i know he initiates the messaging most of the time he also deletes her messages our husbands grew up together but kept in touch only twice a year they would call each other on their birthdays now this woman and my husband text every day and you know what it's all about She's lonely, and she thinks he needs to console her. Well, Abby, I don't like it. I can't stop it. If I say anything, he gets defensive. To me, that's a sign of guilt, and his deleting the messages is another sign of guilt. He has to have his ego stroked. He's a classic narcissist, and it's his way or the highway. I'm desperate for answers. Please help me, Abigail. Please help me. You're being so dramatic. Listen, listen, this is real life stuff, Gary. This is real life stuff. It sounds like there's no trust. So this woman is having a problem. Mm -hmm. Now, would you like to say what you would tell the reader, or do you want us to see what Abby has to say? Which one? Which one would you rather? Uh, you want Abby to give her reply, or do you want to give your response first? You choose. I'm going to say, we're going to say, we're going to see what... Abby has to say. Okay. She Abby replies, The widow keeps texting your husband because he is encouraging it. I agree with you that the conversations have gone beyond condolences, or he wouldn't delete the messages. In a situation like this, it's important you take steps to protect your investment in your marriage. Gather all of the financial information you can and have a private chat with a lawyer about what your rights are as a wife in the state in which you live. Once you have done that, confront your narcissistic spouse and tell him you feel what's going on is a threat to your marriage. Tell him you want it stopped immediately, and the two of you must get marriage counseling, either with your religious advisor or a licensed marriage and family therapist. Perhaps once he realizes there could be a stiff price to pay for his condolences, he may see the light. Wow. That is what Abby had to say. And spoiler, how I feel about this is, ain't nobody got time for that. But please, Carrie, what do you think regarding this? 
Boy, Abby just cut it clean. Yes, she did. She was, woo. Yes, she was. Uh, She must have gotten up on the wrong side of the bread this morning. But please. I would tell him that if she is lonely, she could text me, but is no longer allowed to text my husband. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're telling me that she should tell her husband yes that, that the widow they are not allowed. the widow should they are not allowed to text no, and the widow but if she needs should... someone to talk to she can talk to me really yes if well i don't like where that's going at all either and if he cannot cut the relationship off then yes the yes. worst court is where they need to go not even counseling or anything they could go to counseling but i'm not sure if that'll help since he's deleting the messages already guys this is a relation this is not a relationship podcast and carrie is trying to make it this way but i will tell you this okay i will tell you this right now i believe that abby is incorrect here oh gosh the reason why i believe that she is incorrect is that she is taking the woman's side on this whole thing (laughs) Saying that the one that the, that the the husband the spouse is, I trust that you're going to answer this correctly. No, saying that the spouse yes. is a narcissist and that she needs to speak with a, a private chat with a lawyer. So now she's the, encouraging. The wife a, said that. Yes, the Ab, wife yes, called yes, him Ab, a narcissist, though. But Abby is telling that the wife that she needs to get a hold of a have a private chat with a lawyer, uh-huh. okay, a private chat. Okay, I can't defend herself. I can't go for this. And for you telling the husband that the husband uh, cannot speak with the other woman, with the widow. Yes. uh, Forbidding the husband. What happened to my body, my choice? When did it become a crime? Your body is your choice, but your mouth and your hands are not. Isn't the mouth (laughs) of the hands part of the body? (laughs) This is ridiculous, guys. Do you hear this? There are certain parts of your body that are not your choices. Oh, my. I know what you're trying to do here. I know what you're trying to do here. We're not going there. Okay, you quit it right now. Your mouth and your hands are not your choices. Okay, you know what? This is getting out of hand. (laughs) I'm going to tell you right now, okay? Abby is incorrect here. I believe that you are- the other way around. Please let me finish. Please let me finish. Please let me finish. I believe that Abby is incorrect here. I believe that you are incorrect here. Uh I believe that- him deleting the messages, maybe he deletes the messages because there's a, a, a form of confidentiality that he has with this widow. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe she's texting him something that he that he has told the widow that he was just not going to let anyone else know about. There's a level of confidentiality that he is keeping out of devotion to one of his great friends that has passed away back in the day. Okay, I do not feel that there's anything wrong with this. And I rest my case. I think that the the spouse is totally wrong here. The wife is totally wrong. What say you, Carrie? What was your question? I, I think you're just disagreeing to disagree. No, no. What was your question regarding this? I don't. If I don't you said it. if it was the other way around or something, what, no, what were you saying? It's fine. It's fine. No, please. We need. Listen. We have to. Have okay. Open tell, dialogue. Me, tell me your. View. We have to have open dialogue regarding this. Okay. <laughs> tell the me. People out tell here, me you're you're torturing me right now. No, the people out here want. They want open dialogue. Guys, I'm an open book. You know that. You know I'm an open book. I always am honest and transparent. So, so yes. Let, let's say that uh, it was the woman, the spouse, texting. If it yes. was the other way around. If it was the other way around. Yes. So that the spouse was texting. Was receiving texts from, from his friend. From his friend because his yes. wife died. Yes. 
Yes. And so this, so my spouse is texting some other man. Not your spouse. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm her, saying. Her, her yes. spouse. Yes. Yes. So I, I get she what you're was saying. texting the widow, or she was the widow, and she was texting her, the, yes. her friend. Yeah. Yes, the man. Or the man was texting her. I that's it. what it is. I got what you're saying. So, so instead of the guy dying. The woman died, and the guy was texting. Yes, I the, understand what you're the, saying. The woman from the east. Yes, yes, I understand. <laughs> and so it was the husband that was writing in saying, "My wife yes, yes, is is texting my friends." What would I say? Yeah, ain't nobody got time for that. That's what I said, and then what I said is, "Catch me outside. How about that?" This will not stand. So, this so will not it would stand have whatsoever. To be stopped. It would have to be stopped immediately. Immediately with the G. There you this go, people. You have your answer. Diplomatic. Court, court is out of session. <laughs> Diplomatic immunity. We're this out is, of time. This is how I've won my battles for twenty-nine <laughs> years right. and counting. No, no, thirty <laughs> years and counting. You know what I see? Yeah, what you it's did. thirty. I see what you did. This is, this is how I win my battles. You know what? Gary, do you have any Twist final thoughts? Twist the truth around. Do you have any final thoughts? We're out of time. I'm done with this. I'm done with you. Do you have any final thoughts, Gary, for no. us? I'm just glad I got you to think on the right side of things. You know what? I think you screwed me somehow. Somehow, <laughs> I, you know, I knew I should have taken my ginkgo bobo, but, but that's okay, guys. Guys, we are going to get out of here. We are going to see you guys in two weeks. Blue skies and a tailwind. We love y'all. You're on board flight 785. The Sporto, geeks, sluts, bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, dickheads. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs>